0: house family church we're excited that you could join us tonight come on in you are welcome in and uh, get ready to receive the word of god today Uh, i'm excited for what he has to uh, share with us Uh, i was studying uh, yesterday and the day before and I uh, just going over it uh, a little while ago and it's just I'm, I'm always excited about what God has to say to us and so come on in grab your Bibles grab your coffee cocoa tea whatever it is that uh, you have there and uh, let's get into the Word of God together. Happy New Year to you if I haven't seen you if I haven't talked to you. Happy New Year to you god bless you today i pray that all is well with you and your family let's go before the lord in prayer and we'll get started in his word father we just thank you for this opportunity and i thank you for each and every single person who is watching uh, and participating with us this evening as we're going into homes and cars and jobs wherever they're listening right now i just ask that you Touch them, and you just manifest yourself right where they are. For we know there's no distance or time in the Spirit. And right now, we are one in the Spirit and one in the Lord. Holy Spirit, help us tonight. We, you are the great revealer and the, the, the one who shows us all things that is to come, who brings all things to our remembrance. So we lean into you, and we thank you for your ministry Tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, uh, tonight we can file this under uh, Leadership Lessons. And uh, this is part of the Leadership Lessons uh, series. Um, So we'll file it under there. And I was trying to think of a title. If I had to put a title to it, I would say it's Intentional Living Truths. Uh, Just things that I've learned and am learning, still learning, about intentional living. Uh, It's day five of 2022. And uh, so I want to take a few moments to talk about uh, things that pertain to our lives and that can make or break this year for us. Um, You know, and it's again, it's under leadership lessons because it's something that I've learned From my mentors in leadership but I feel I believe that you're going to get something from this uh, that will be applicable to your daily life and it's important for us I, I fully believe that it will help us this year every person every single person whether they want to admit it or not every single person wants their life to matter every single person wants their life to matter. We all do. We long for significance to be purposeful, to make an impact. We long to make a contribution in this world. Every person was born with this desire. Some may express this desire more than others. Some may act on it more than others, but everyone has it. Everyone has it. If you are a born-again child of God, follower of Jesus, then the desire to impact others for Jesus is in you. It's in me. Again, some may express this more than others, and some may act on it more than others, but we were all born or born again with this desire to impact others. This desire can grow or decrease based on our life experiences and on what we do with this desire. So it can grow, it can wane and, and decrease, diminish based on the life experiences that we have and based on our, uh, what we do with that desire. I mean, think about someone who gets radically saved. You know them. We've all seen them. You may have been one of them. They get radically saved. I mean, turned completely around, and they get delivered from whatever. They want everyone to know about Jesus, and they're loud and boisterous about it, it, aren't they? And so they have a desire to see people free just like they were free because they were impacted. And so they want people to be impacted. The desire to see people impacted for Jesus is so intense, so intense, the more they talk about him, the more they want to talk about him. Ever meet anyone like that? Was that you at one time? We know people. But in most cases, in most cases, something happens. And you can attest to this. The person starts looking around at others and probably thinks, huh, they're Christians, but they're not as loud and boisterous <laughs> as I am. You know, they're just kind of blending in there. I'm, I'm standing out. And so they start looking around and they think, huh, Or someone may actually go to them and say, listen, that's good for you, good man, great, glad, happy for you, girl. But you don't got to be that loud. You don't got to be that crazy about it. We get it. We get it. And so what happens? (laughs) They settle down and they start conforming to what the other people are doing. They start conforming. They settle down and they become the average Christian. They just sit down. Then we look around and we say, where are all our great evangelists leading people to the Lord? You know, the crazy evangelists that just go out and rah, rah. Where are they? You know where they are? They're sitting beside us. (laughs) They've, They've conformed. Why? Because that intense desire to impact others has decreased. It's waned. It's declined. Still in them, that desire never goes away. But how they act on it kind of diminishes and it kind of declines. And so this happens so often in our lives, not just with new believers, but with all of us at different phases of our lives. And unless we're diligent, on a daily basis, and we play, pay close attention, we'll never even notice. We'll never even notice. Hebrews 2.1 in the God's Word translation tells us, for this reason, we must pay close, or it says closer, attention to what we have heard. Then we won't drift away from the truth. If we don't pay attention and be diligent about our lives, we'll look at others and see them living in their comfort zone and we'll say, well, they're doing okay. And we'll look at our life experiences and we'll determine that life is so hard and things don't seem to be changing anytime soon. And then we'll start to talk ourselves out of things we've said we want, and things that God wants for our lives. That's what happens when we're not diligent about it. Why? Because being intentional, intentional living takes work. That's the first truth. Intentional living doesn't just happen. It's not about good intentions. It's about good actions. And being intentional takes work when we start making excuses we start to settle and accept accept standards that are lower than what God desires and what we desired initially that's what it means that's the definition of compromise that's the definition accepting a standard that is lower than what is desired That's what compromise is. And we allow this to happen in our lives very frequently, almost daily, almost daily, if we're not diligent, we'll compromise. We see an example of this in the book of Revelation. Jesus talked to the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, and we know this verse well. We quote it often. It says, And and Jesus said, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Other translations say you abandoned your first love. You abandoned your first love. They accepted a standard of love that was far lower than the love they began with. That's what Jesus was telling them. You have left or abandoned your first love. You've compromised, and now you have a standard of love that's lower for me than you had when you first began. Do you see how that can happen in our lives? And and here's the thing. The people in the Ephesus faith family were doing a lot of great things. They were calling out false prophets. They were quick to see them, and, and uh, they did not go astray. They were quick to call them out and get them out of the church. Uh, they were working for God diligently. They were enduring trials and persecutions with joy. But this one area was about to cost them. That's what Jesus was warning them about. This one area that they compromised on and lowered their standard of love towards him, this one area was about to cost them if they didn't repent. What have you abandoned that can cost you this year? What have you compromised on that has the potential to cost you. Have you abandoned your first love, your faith, your dreams, your calling, your family, your desire to make a significant impact on this earth, an impact for God? Look at the year 2022 that we're in right now as a new chapter Of your story it's a new chapter we have another opportunity we turn the page on last year's story and it's okay like we talked about a few weeks ago it's okay to go back and take a few minutes to look back and to celebrate the accomplishments and to learn the lessons and to look at the highlight reel of last year's story that's okay to do that but then It's time to move forward because it's tough to write in this year's chapter when you're still looking at last year's. It's tough to start writing when you're too busy looking at last year's chapter. So today, close it. Close last year's chapter. It's done. You can't go back and change one thing that happened last year, good or bad. You can't change anything that happened, but you can change what happens today. You can change what happens this year. We have that opportunity. Your story still has many blank pages this year. Aren't you glad for that? I'm glad for that. And if your story hasn't been as meaningful or significant as you want it to be, I've got great news for you you can change it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I thank God we can change it. We can make it more meaningful. We can make it more significant. We should never let what we can't do keep us doing from what we can do. And so don't look at what didn't happen last year and, oh, I can't do that. What can you do? What can you do? Because you can do something. You can do something. And it needs to be, if you want to be more meaningful and more significant this year than last year, and that should be something, that's kind of inherent in each of us. That desire is in each of us to contribute to something more significant as we grow each and every year. I want to do something more significant, if not for anybody else, for God. He needs you to be doing something significant, for him, for him. If not for anybody else, you may not want to do anything more for your family. <laughs> you may not want to do any more for yourself. If, if not for anybody else, how about him? He deserves a meaningful and significant life because he's created you that way and he's created you with that desire. And I can tell you, when we don't live with that desire burning intensely in us, Depression can set in Depression can set in when we don't have a purposeful life when we wake up and we think What do I have got to look forward to I go to work? I get in the car. I drive I come I do my job. I keep my head down stay under the radar I'm just a number or a piece of paper on someone's desk I come home or maybe I don't even have a job. I just sit home all day. I just I I, me, I, 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 I. You cannot live a life of significance by just thinking about I, me, 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 me. <laughs> you can't. You've got to do something outside of you. So you have to if you want to live a life of significance. And so, and God des- designed us that way. It's inherent on the inside of us. So when we live crosswise to that, we get depressed. We get down in the dumps. Life doesn't look possible, and and, and we don't see opportunities. We look at everything as, you know, obstacles and problems. But we can change that. We can change it. Praise God. We can change it. So we can't go back and change anything that happened last year. But we have a good opportunity. Every day is an opportunity in front of us. Amen. Glory to God. So we can sit and look or we can get up and live. (laughs) I was thinking about, you know, that today. And I was thinking, you know, yeah, we could just sit and look and watch everybody else. We could watch TV and watch people live their best lives, doing their best acting, doing whatever or we can get up and start living. Whichever one, we can, we can do whichever one. And so I thought of John chapter five, <laughs> the man at the pool of Bethesda. In John chapter five, we see an invalid man. He could not walk. He was crippled for 38 years, 38 years. And in that area, the angel would come down and stir the waters. And the first person to get in the water would be completely healed of whatever was ailing them. Whatever disease they had, they would be completely healed. So Jesus was coming by one day and he was going through that area and he saw this man. We call him the man at the pool of Bethesda. We don't even know his name. And he was laying there. And Jesus in verse five, uh, in verse 30, uh, no, verse six of John chapter five, Jesus actually asked him as he was going by, it said, Jesus had watched him lying there and knew how long he had been there. The scriptures say Jesus knew how long he was there. And he asked him in the message, it says, do you want to get well? (laughs) Jesus is walking by and he's like, hey, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And the man replied in verse 7, Sir, when the water is stirred, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. By the time I get in there, somebody else is already in. (laughs) Remember, the first person to get in, God is healing. And so this man's response to the question that Jesus asked, Do you want to get well? Do you want to be well? this man's response tells us what he's been focused on, the problem. He's been focused on, I can't get in the water. Someone always beats me in there. He's been focused on that. Anyone else who had heard of this great man, Jesus, would know that the answer to the question, do you want to get well, is yes, please help me and heal me. (laughs) Make me whole, because many people had been whole before. (laughs) And so I wonder do you remember the story of when Jesus and his disciples were hanging back and they were watching the people give in the treasury? They were watching and they saw that, uh, you know, the senior citizen, the elderly woman come and, and she was a widow and she put in all she had. They were watching. So I always wonder if Jesus and the disciples walked into this area where the pool of Bethesda was and they sat back and watched. And they maybe the water got stirred. They were just they were there in time to see the water get stirred, and they watched that man and they saw he didn't even try anymore. He just laid there. And that's why Jesus asked him: Do you want to get well? (laughs) Do you want to get well? Because the man probably's like, I'm done here. You know, I'm just going to lay here now. But he, he just was focused on the problem. And that's where a lot of people are. They've given up and abandoned their faith. That's where a lot of people are. It hasn't worked for these past few years. Why would it work this year? There are other people who do it better than I do. I know God called me to do it, but they do it better. Why does he need one more person to do it? So they don't step out. They don't step out and do what God has called them to do. Why try anymore? What did Jesus tell this man? If we look in verse 8, he tells him, Get up, pick up your bed, and walk. Jesus could have just said, You're healed, go in peace. Behold of your plague, as he told the other lady. You know, go show yourself to me. No, he told him, get up, pick up your bed, and walk. Get up, pick up your bed, and walk. What's Jesus telling you today? What is he telling you this year? Get up, <laughs> pick up your faith, and act on my word. <laughs> get up, and read your Bible. Get up and move your feet and go to the gym. <laughs> What's he telling you to do this year? What's he telling you to do? There's something he is telling you to do. My pastor, Pastor Kenneth Hagan, he said this past Sunday, he said, God has plans and blessings for you. But it is up to each of us to find out what those plans are and we will be blessed in doing them. A simple statement. But we have to be diligent and intelligent, and uh, in, intel, intelligent, that's good, that's a good one too, intentional <laughs> in hearing God and then doing what he said. Amen? We've got to be diligent in hearing him and intentional in doing what he said. Doing what he said. Let's not be that invalid man at the pool of Bethesda, focusing on on the problem, just meditating on the problem and making excuses as to why we can't be, we can't have, we can't do what God has promised us. We can do it. We can do it. So make up your mind this year that your story is going to be exactly what God promised you that it will be. And then be diligent and intentional with every day you have this year. Every day you have this year. Stay steady, stay vigilant, resolute, don't drift, but hold your position of faith. Hold your position of faith and do it daily. Don't wait for six months to go by and say, let me assess if I'm holding my position of faith daily. Because in six months, you can be way off course. You can be way, way, way off course. Don't wait. Don't delay. Be diligent every day. Be intentional every day. Every day. It's going to be needful this year. It's going to be needful this year. Hallelujah. Glory to God psalm 90 verse 12 says teach us to number our days so that we may truly live and achieve wisdom teach us to number our days life is going by so quickly and we need to know that today is what counts today is what matters Today matters because you have today. The Word tells us tomorrow is not promised, but we have today. Someone said, you are what you do today, not what you say you'll do tomorrow. Think about that. You are what you do today. Don't put it off. Don't put off when God tells you to do something. And I, I'm going to be very diligent with this to this year and very intentional. When he tells me to do something, I'm not going to put it off. That's going to be something that we're going to have to do this year. We do it right away, immediately. Let's make the most of every day that God gives us in 2022 Our time on this earth is so short and I don't think it's going to be until we get to heaven when we truly realize, when we truly realize how fast time went on this earth. When we get to heaven, our eyes will be fully open to that. But make the most of every day, every opportunity, and you do that by being intentional intentional about it make this year the year you move from trying to doing make that shift from trying to do it we like to say I'm working on this or I'm trying to be better when uh, when you use the word try you really are saying I'm not fully committed That's what you're saying when you say I'm gonna try this. I'm not fully committed yet. I'll make the effort But if it gets hard I may quit you're leaving room to quit when you say I'm gonna try that and So it's half-hearted It's half-hearted when you say you're gonna try don't say I'm gonna try say I'm doing it be all in and be fully Committed. Abraham didn't say, Well, Lord, you told me to leave my father and this and that. We're going to try it. I'm only going to bring half the animals with me. I'll leave that half there because I'm not really I'm doing it, but I ain't fully committed. No, he was all in. He brought everything. In fact, he brought his father who he wasn't supposed to bring, (laughs) but he was fully committed. He was all in. He's like, if this doesn't work, then it's on God because he told me to do it. And that's how we have to be. You know what? I'm fully committed. I'm doing it no matter what but here's the thing when you get a word from God on it it will never fail you will never fail in the steps that you take ever you'll never fail just know you can't fail when you are doing what God has told you to do you cannot fail you may feel like you didn't do it as good as you should have or "Eh, it's not really you will not fail if you step out in faith and you do what God has called you to do You will not fail. It is not failure. You may make some mistakes along the way, but guess what? You can pick yourself up and keep going and do it again. You will not fail when you step out and do what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Go all in and be fully committed. Let go of the attitude of trying and put on the attitude of doing. Amen? Have an attitude of doing this year. Let's do it. When you say, I'll do it, you release tremendous power. You release tremendous power. You break through the force of resistance that keeps you from moving forward. When you say, I'm doing this, and you take that step to do it, there's a resistance. There's a resistance there. But you break right through that because you release tremendous power when you do that. You meet with God's grace when you do what he's called you to do, when you do what He's tell you tells you to step out and do. Amen? Look at Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to read it out of the message translation. Paul says, or the message Bible, Paul says, in light of all this, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run. <laughs> On the road, God called you to travel. That's important. Don't try to run someone else's race. You won't be able to do it. God didn't call you to, to run their race. He's called you to run yours. So run your race and, and run it. He said, get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of, you, any of you sitting around on your hands. Hallelujah. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. Don't get on the path to nowhere this year. Don't get on that path to nowhere. Because it may look like it leads nowhere, but all there is on that path to nowhere is destruction and death and poverty and lack and sickness. The devil will ensure it. When you get off that path that God called you to and called you to be on, uh, you're not going to meet with anything of God's, any of God's blessings because God's blessings are on the path that he's called you to be on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Mark, that you do this with humility and discipline. Ooh, the D word. (laughs) Not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love, alert at noticing differences, and quick at mending fences. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Humility and discipline. And, and steadily, not fits and starts, intentional living, Is not starting and stopping and okay that didn't work so I'm now I'm gonna start this and start that God told me when I first took over in uh, January on October the 28th I sat and I talked to him about this position and he told me that you're not gonna start this and stop that and start this and stop that and and do this no get my plan I already have it laid out for you sit at my feet get it and do it you won't have to start over over and over and over and over It will save you time. Same applies to my personal life. Same applies to your personal life. Just get with God, sit at his feet every morning. Sit at his feet and and get his plan for you for the day. Make sure that you're walking in the plan he has for you today. And then tomorrow when you wake up, do the same thing again, okay? What's the plan for today? Well, Pastor Maria, I do the same thing every day. I get up at this time. I, go to, I get the kids ready. I go to work. It's the same thing every day. So, you know, that's what I do. Well, maybe you're not doing everything that you need to do in those times. You want to sit at his feet and ensure that you are doing everything that you're supposed to do today. He might have you do something different tomorrow, and it may save you and your children's lives. It may save you. You may miss an accident. You may miss something tragic. Ask him, involve him in your lives. We have got to do life with God in 2022. (laughs) We've got to stay close to him. We've got to stay close to him. Glory to God. Let's be doers this year and let's enjoy the fruits of our prayers. Oh my goodness. How many of you have prayed and prayed and prayed since the day you got saved about certain things? You've not yet seen them happen. You're still waiting and you're waiting patiently. You know, you're still waiting and believe in God. And some prayers you haven't even uttered to people. You haven't even told them. I know I have prayers. I haven't told anybody i prayed. (laughs) I'm believing for these. Eric's looking at me like, what prayers? (laughs) Like, we all have something that we really want, but maybe we haven't vocalized that. Maybe that's what's holding up the prayer. We need someone to come into agreement with us. Or maybe we need to pull that up and speak more words of faith over it you know whatever it is or or hmm maybe the time is not right yet you have to grow into some things and maybe you haven't grown to receive what you're believing for yet but you know what 2022 can be the year that that happens <laughs> i'm believing for accelerated growth this year amen glory to god and so this could be the year you enjoy the fruits Of your prayers you see fruition and fulfillment of the things that God has promised us let's have a year where we produce the most fruit in our lives for God than ever before where we are so much more fruitful than any year of our lives I want that kind of year I want fruit to be growing all around me this year pouring out from me this year the fruit of God, the fruit of the work that I do for him. I want my life to be fruitful for him this year. Amen? You want to have a fruitful life? Glory to God. Bless the Lord. It's also been said that this year is going to be a year of correction, of correction. And as we walk out this path, We need to ensure that we heed the correction from our Father. It's very important. Don't resist it. Don't resist it. Receive it receive correction again i've talked about correction before because i always thought of correction as someone pushing me down like stay down there you're not doing the right thing you're never going to be no that's not correction that's not how it's correctly done (laughs) correction is an individual giving you their hand and saying come on up here let me just The father just pulling you up. Listen, child, (laughs) get out from there. You don't need to be going in the direction. Here's the path that I have for you right here. Here it is. Don't say that anymore. Say this. Make that course correction. Do this. That's correction putting me in a better place than where I was. That's correction, and I want that from God. Now, the Bible tells us it's not fun while you're being corrected. It's not. It's not fun. I never liked being corrected by my parents. You know, if you did, God bless you. You're an angel. But I did not. I did not like correction time. No child likes it. The Bible says no child likes it. And we are children of God, and, but, but he lovingly corrects us. And he could be, he knows where you are. And he knows how you'll receive it. So he even puts it out there so you will receive it because he knows your personality. You may have one of those personalities that's like, hey, what you trying to say? But he knows the right people to use to do that, to make that correction in your life. He knows who you'll listen to. So that's how he's going to do it. And so you need to be humble enough to not resist it, but to receive it. And keep walking on that path that he's called you to walk on in 2022. You know, keep running. Don't just walk. Like Paul said, run on that path that he's prepared for you. Amen? So be intentional about everything that you do and we talk about intentional intentional is not just I have good intentions well I intended to do that I set my intention to do that no it's actually following through and doing it it's action it takes action action is required where intentionality is concerned you know uh, my mentor John Maxwell talks about the difference between success and significance And the day I heard him talking about that, it was back in 20, I want to say it was the end of 2015. I heard him talking about that, the difference between success and significance. And he said, once you've tasted significance, success will never be enough. It will never be enough. Because success is about you and you getting there and you achieving things. But significance is you bring others with you. And significance is about helping others. It's living beyond you and making an impact beyond you. And to me, significance is what God requires of us. We can be successful, but we can be significant and live a life of significance. But when I saw that, I typed it out and I made. I got one of those road signs because uh, he talked about significance and success, and here's what God gave me. And I got one of those highway signs, the green signs on the highway, and I put on there, the road to significance is paved with intentionality. That's what the road to significance is paved with. Every step is an intentional step to become significant. And God gave me that. I've held on to that. And every time someone talks about success, I just keep thinking of significance. I want significance. I want my life to make a significant impact here on this earth because it means that I'm living outside of me. I'm releasing myself to God, making myself available to him and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through me, to walk through me, to talk through me, to help me to reach the individuals that in myself I could never reach in myself with my limited understanding, my limited education, my limited... I can never reach Him, but the Holy Spirit will get me to the table with them. The Holy Spirit will get me in the door with them. And so I'm grateful to Him for that. And He wants to help you. He wants to help you live a life of significance. Amen? He wants to help you live a life that matters because everyone wants to matter on this planet everyone is wired to matter to contribute to that higher good to the greater good we all want that and you can have that this year in 2022 amen glory to god well I hope you got something out of that teaching. Uh, I know it blessed me as uh, God was speaking it to me and uh, there's some things in there that I got to go back and I got to uh, put into action in my life. And so I encourage you when you uh, get done here, just sit for a few minutes and if you got a really nice notebook, my nephew got me this great pen, got me a set of them. I'm a pen person and got me this great pen and this great notebook that says it's a journal and it says be still on it. And this is where I'm going to be writing anything that God speaks to me this year uh, through messages. After I listen to a preacher or after I do a teaching, I like to go back and write down some action items. Okay, this is great. A message is wonderful, but what you do with the message is even better. what you do with it is what matters. Because I can sit and listen to something all day long and not do a thing about it. It's like watching an exercise video, you know, a beach body session for an hour and a half but not getting up off the couch to join them. What good is that going to do me except I might feel a little guilty (laughs) at the end of it and maybe have to go eat another bowl of ice cream or something. Now I'm feeling sad about myself. Well, it's already so Why? What's the sense? No, you got to get out of your seat and move your feet. And so uh, that's the same applies to this year. 2022 is going to be a powerful year for us if we'll allow it to be. But we've got to heed the correction of the Lord, his direction, his plan, his purpose. We can live that life of enjoyment this year and we can see the things that he has spoken to us Be fulfilled this year we can see it and it's great within five days of the year we all stand up and go yes i agree i'm in full agreement but what are we going to be saying on march 31st you know or or you know november 1st are we going to be saying the same thing are we going to go man i wish i started back on january 5th i should have done it i wish i did oh well the year's almost done i'll start next year that's how we do because because we're not intentional, and we're not diligent. So I'm encouraging you, don't just let this message be something that just falls on your ears and that you don't act on it. We're children of God, and we do the word. Amen? Say, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer of the word of God. I hear his word, and I step out, and I obey it, and I see results every time. That's my confession of faith regarding the Word of God. Amen. Okay. Glory to God. So let's do the Word and let's give tonight. You can give. The link is on there. It's up for giving if you would like to give online. Let's sow regarding these things. And uh, we're going to let the Lord help us this year. (laughs) Glory to God. Even in our giving. You know, he, he wants to do such great things in our giving if we'll allow him to. And so if we'll give him opportunity, all he needs is an opportunity. And so just be intentional and uh, diligent about doing that today. Father, I thank you for every single person who's joining us today, as we give this evening, I thank you, Father, that nothing is too big, nothing is too small. You see every gift, you see the heart that it's been given from. That's what matters. That's what counts, the condition of our hearts. And we declare that each one of us are cheerful givers. We are giving not because someone is forcing us to give, but we get to give. We thank you, Father, for the the opportunity to sow. We give you thanks and glory for it. We don't take it for granted but we do so with a willing and an open heart in jesus name we give honor and glory to you for all the blessings of the lord that is upon us in jesus name amen glory to god well thank you so much for joining us tonight i know it's been uh two services now that we've not been in person but we'll be in person this sunday (laughs) and I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see you this Sunday. Uh, We have a special announcement that we're going to bring forward here in church, and so I'm excited. Come ready to praise God and to uh, hear his word concerning this body, this specific body, and what he has in store for us specifically in 2022. Amen. God bless you. I love you all. For those that will be joining us for morning prayer 9 30 tomorrow we'll be together I look forward to praying with you